listeners, it's your host Nicole and you're tuned into another episode of Modern Romance and I'm back with another topic for you guys. So today's topic is dating as a single parent and if you're listening because you are a single parent or you are dating one, I think this episode is for you. So at the end of last year, I was seeing a man who came back into my life after he ghosted me and I found out, long story short, that he ended up getting another woman pregnant. I was really reluctant to speak to him and I wasn't really sure if it was something that I could handle, but we ended up rekindling our romance and there was so much I wish that I knew before I got into this relationship. And my guest today is Janice Eisman. She is a single parent living in Canada and she's gonna give us some of her advice and her perspective as a single parent. Today's guest is Janice Eisman. Janice is the owner of My Body Couture, a one-on-one private studio in Canada. She is certified in Pilates, yoga, and health coaching. The list goes on and you you know, Janice, you've really accomplished a lot. (laughs) Thank you. Today's topic is dating as a single parent. I think that there are some things that people need to know about dating a single parent. So help me share some of those things. Janice, I would love to know your thoughts. From your experience, is it possible to date as a single parent? Absolutely. I've done it for nine years and I write about some of my experiences for Elephant Journal. And the reason that I actually do that is because I'm part of a lot of different single parent groups. Largely females are in the group, but I often see comments that say, I'm going to focus on my kids and worry about dating later. Mm -hmm. The reality is I was a single parent from the time my child was born. I literally gave birth in a hospital as a lone parent. Mm -hmm. At the moment, I live in Canada where the legal age is 18. If I lived in the United States, it's 21. But putting an 18 to 21-year-old hold on my dating life is a really long time. That's a very significant portion of my life. And it puts me in a position where... When I add 20 years to my dating life or my partnership, my personal growth, I don't know what that looks like on the other side, having Mm -hmm. that sense of sacrifice for everything for my child. So I respect that is a valid opinion and that that is how many women in those Facebook groups feel, but it never sat with me that that was something that I wanted to do, could do, or was going to do, because that's just a really long time, put my dating life on pause. So how do you find time for dating? I'm sure it's not the easiest. Well, I guess because it actually never occurred to me that I shouldn't date. Mm -hmm. And I always actually wanted to date. Finding time is one of those things in life where we find time for the things that we actually want to do. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a integral part of my social life. It's an integral part of support. And I'm a very relationship oriented person Mm -hmm. outside of even dating. You know, I'm somebody who cultivates friends. I'm a person who keeps in contact with people. I've lived in multiple cities, so I keep in contact with people that I've in places where I used to live. Mm -hmm. I have one-to-one relationships with my clients. I'm a relationship cultivator. Mm -hmm. So the question about how do I find time isn't just about time. It's about what ultimately matters to me. And again, I respect that that isn't where everybody sits Mm -hmm. on that. My schedule isn't the same as somebody's schedule might be if 
I either shared custody or had no children at all. Okay. I was in my 30s when I had my child. So I remember what life was like. I, I lived in New York City mm-hmm. and I also worked in the fashion sector like mm-hmm. you. So I recognize very much the kind of life and lifestyle that you probably have and live. Probably really busy, fast, no time for yourself sometimes, <laughs> let alone a child. Exactly. And in that period of my life, I went to work later than I do now, and I worked later than I do now. So the mm-hmm. whole balance of time is shifted. And the things that I did with my leisure time are shifted. But at the end of it, to make it really, really, really simple, a couple of years into dating, I realized that the most effective date for me was a lunch date. And that really worked well for me because I didn't enjoy coffee dates. And the reason I didn't enjoy coffee dates, even though that's kind of the standard way that people date on the apps now, Mm -hmm. is because for me to go for coffee, I would have to organize a babysitter if it was in the evening or a weekend, because Mm -hmm. I'm not taking my child on a first date. (laughs) (laughs) So then how did these, how did the lunch dates go for you? Well, they were great. So what I found was prior to kind of making that as something that really did work for me, there was kind of only two trajectories. There was the coffee date, which was a very low investment activity for someone who doesn't have kids because it it literally means nothing. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, I'm driving my son 20 minutes each way to a babysitter. So that's an 80 minute investment in my time to go grab a coffee or they were dinner dates and it was kind of the same problem where there was almost an over escalated investment then by both parties. Mm -hmm. So what worked really well for me was something that didn't involve a babysitter at all. When a man would either ask me for coffee or for dinner, I would say, you know, that sounds great, but how do, how about we do lunch? It's a defined window of time in the middle ish of the day part. Yeah. You don't have to wait till the end of the day to, to get it over with, I guess, if you're not looking forward to it. Yeah. And I guess part of the idea of a date is that there could be this magical open space and you might have this romance and this spark and things just kind of run away. The lunch date does close that gate a little Mm -hmm. bit. But the reality is as a single parent, I don't necessarily want that gate super open. I'm not going to randomly, spontaneously spend a weekend with somebody. I'm not going to randomly, spontaneously jump in on someone's vacation plans last minute. And there are people that love that and want that and prioritize that in a partner. But my lifestyle just generally doesn't accommodate for that. Mm -hmm. I I used to be able to do that. I love the idea of spontaneity, but Mm -hmm. for the next almost 10 years, that's not a possibility. So actually creating gates around what is actually possible as a dater and, and being in a relationship So you you would agree that having children made you look for different things in a partner? Yes, in a good way. So I've been online for a long time. So I started online dating. (laughs) I was in Toronto at that point. And I mean, I remember sitting downstairs in the basement of our house and I could log on and there was 250 people in the entire city. So in one evening, you could kind of check out who was new on the platform. That's a ridiculous thought these days. Oh yeah. It's overwhelming. I mean, you can scroll through 250 people in 10 minutes these days. So I haven't had a lack of options and what that has created for me or what that did create was actually a lot of confusion about who I should be dating Mm -hmm. because 
if you only have 250 choices, maybe you're going to find two of them that are interesting. If you have 250 in 10 minutes, it gets mm. overwhelming. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I've heard all kinds of different ways to kind of filter and select and et cetera. But at the end of it, I had to put some strong boundaries on what I could and couldn't do. And I did receive a lot of pushback from men about some of these things. Wow, I mean, really? one of them actually is geographical range. So mm-hmm. I live, I own a business. It's a bricks and mortars business. And I live within walking distance of that business. My son attends a school. I'm not in the position where I want to move to a suburb. And what I did find was a lot of single dads understandably live in the same neighborhood where they were married and had their suburban home and their ex-wife lives and their children go to school in that neighborhood. And many of them wanted somebody who could move to that neighborhood. And I said, no. And that was the, actually the biggest single controversial item was that men felt that I was being quote unquote ridiculous about a small drive. And I don't consider adding a 40 to 80 minute commute per day. So it's, it did really help winnow I would close that search option to no more than a certain distance away from my house. Something that I knew was completely reasonable because I know my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So the men wouldn't want to go out of their way to meet you then? Initially, but I started asking questions and they would say things like, I can't move. This is where my kids go to school. Gotcha. And I was really interested in that because, well, ditto. But there is an expectation that as the female, that I would move into the man's house. Move into the man's house. Right. Interesting. It's funny how location can matter and also not matter depending on your lifestyle and where you are in in your your timeline in in life. Some single women think about that too, where they're like, oh, well, I want to, I want my own place. I want to own my own house. But then do you wait for the man or do you wait for the child? And it's very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And those things, especially when you have a child, it does anchor you. And that's why it is different to date somebody who's a single parent, because some of the options in life that I had 10 years ago before my child was born don't exist to the same extent that they do, they did then. And it's not in a bad way. It's just, if I'm going to move to a suburb, I better be darn sure that that is the last time I'm moving yeah. and up and changing schools because that isn't something to be taken lightly by either party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I then I met a lot of men who actually didn't have children. So when I first had my son, because I did give birth as a lone parent, a lot of my friends and people that I knew were saying, Oh, this is great. You can date single dads because I lone parent and don't share custody. I actually also felt that I was a mismatch for a lot of single dads. I found a lot more success with men who didn't have children at all. And I think it's because I don't share custody. And so I would encounter scenarios where men had 50-50 custody. And I really respected that they didn't want to use that custody time to go on dates or engage in long phone conversations or text. But at the same time, I have responsibility of a child and I am giving that to somebody during my child time and my parenting Mm -hmm. time. And so we quickly would get to this place of inequity where I was expected to kind of step back every two weeks. And then that same respect wasn't given to my parenting time, which is 24 Mm seven. I didn't relate to men who 
had custody battles or who had dragged out court scenarios with exes. And that is really common, especially with kids under 10. Okay. So I dated men who, whose ex spouses would hit them with lawsuits and hit them with legal documentation. And that's a huge emotional process. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of compassion and empathy for that, but I also couldn't put myself in that scenario. I couldn't relate to it. It wasn't happening in my life. There is no legal scenario that it's, it's the cleanest situation you could ever imagine. And I, and I can't even relate to that in any sense. And I found it was really emotionally draining on those relationships for understandable reasons. I mean, that's a huge event in somebody's life. And I just wasn't prepared to offer the kind of support that most of those men actually needed. Not because I didn't have the emotional capacity, but because I, I really experience, right? Right. I couldn't relate to it any more than, than you could. Yeah. My ex, he actually, him and the, the mother of his child weren't on good terms. Um, I never met her or the child, but I think there was a bit of animosity between the two of them. Um, she would, I guess, make it hard for him to co-parent. And that kind of almost found a way into our relationship when I was dating him. You can only do so much to, to support, you know, the person that you're seeing, and especially I don't have a child. I, I can't, I can't imagine what, what that's really like. That's right. And so interestingly, as a single parent, I was in exactly the same scenario where mm -hmm. I recall a man that I had been dating for a few months, I started having this really escalated scenario and I said to him, I can support you as a man. I can support you as my partner, but I'm struggling to support you as an ex-husband and ex-spouse in this scenario because it was going to be this protracted court situation. And to actually walk with somebody through that takes a lot of strength and emotion and time. Yeah, I'm sure. And that was just something, it ended up being a deal breaker because his energy went from our relationship to that situation. Again, I'm not angry and I understand it. It makes sense. I would probably do the same thing if somebody was trying to take my child away. Of but course. it just doesn't put somebody in a situation where they're available. There is no emotional availability in that situation. Yeah, I agree. I think when I started seeing my ex, we were because we were excited to rekindle the relationship and all those feelings came back. But then I started noticing week after week, it kind of got a little predictable. His schedule, he was only open so few days in the week. And we went to the same restaurants. We'd have the same meeting places. And his energy level went from like excited to sort of drained. And, and, he, and he had a full-time job too. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And I could see that in his face and I could see in his body language that something was wrong. And the separation from even being with his daughter, I think was very emotional for him. Like he truly loves his daughter and he missed her when she wasn't around. And I think that kind of ate him up inside too. I didn't know the words to say. I didn't know how to comfort him in, on that, like on being a father or missing his child, but I wanted to be there for him on an emotional support level. And I think that's a reality for a lot of single parents. There are obviously many iterations to what single parenting is and how you entered into that pathway. I personally have had scenarios where, and haven't we all, but where dating becomes an emotional band-aid of some kind. 
if you are a single person looking to engage in a relationship with a single parent, you do need to do that homework probably more than somebody who doesn't have kids in terms of evaluating whether that single parent actually has the emotional capacity to be in a relationship or if they're dating to try to create that joy and that sense of serenity in their life because mm -hmm. those things that are underneath will bubble up and then it will become your role as a partner to support that. This is a general truth about dating, but I think that we do have to do some due diligence when we look at other parents, in my case, or parents at all in yours, where is this person actually at emotionally? Do yeah, I have a mindset? Yeah. Like, do I have the capacity to date them? And do they really truly have the capacity to be dating me? Yeah. Yes. And that said, I know that I had some online conversations with men who would write me off before even talking to me because they would say things like, oh, well, your schedule doesn't work or what have you. And that, that didn't feel quite fair to me either because I've never had my time be a block to a relationship. That is not what it is. So sometimes I think we look at the facts of a situation um, and judge them. We say, well, you have a full-time job and a child, so you can't have time to date. And just to be clear, that's not what I'm talking about when I say capacity. <laughs> just from my own experience, so I can't speak for all single parents, but if a single parent wants to date, they will really move mountains to make time. That's one thing I actually really do like dating as a single parent more than I did when I was single, single. It's very intentional. Somebody doesn't end up in my boyfriend role by accident. Not because we went out one night, we drank too much, we started hanging out. You put him there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point do you think it's a good time to have your partner or in introduce your child to your partner? Um, as my child has aged, that has changed for me. So when he was younger, I would actually tend to do it right away. And that's really counter to a lot of advice. But part of the reason I did that was because I had an experience dating a man who had no interest in my child. So he's close to 10 now. It's different on multiple levels. But when I had a three and four year old, that person was fundamentally stepping into a fatherhood role. There was going to have to be a lot of help given to that child. There's diapers to change, there's toys to pick up, there's books to read, all of that stuff. And I dated a person who had no interest in Doing any, any of that, mm -hmm. none of it. And that was a very painful relationship for me because I was a single mom in a romantic relationship with a man who was really interested in me. He wanted his own children. He wanted to have another child with me, but didn't have an interest or the knowledge. There was a, there was a gap. There was a gap yeah. between participation with my child and putting in and, the effort and everything like that. For a number of years after that, I actually screened men by introducing them kind of on the front end. And it was never this big, like, oh, I want you to meet my child. It would just be, oh, you know, he's in the car. There he is. Somebody mm -hmm. who walked over to the car, opened the door, said a few words to him. I knew that a relationship could unfold there. And then I would really pull my child back out of the relationship. I would kind of use a quick like a measure. 
almost like like an accident. Like I would invite a man over for a drink at my house and my child would happen to wander out of the bedroom. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because basically if he wasn't interested in my child, that relationship probably was never going to grow. So I don't do that now because the cognitive awareness that my child has mm-hmm. of my partners is a lot higher and okay. the years. So he's still young. Somebody okay. who would say a father role would be, or a father figure role would be very welcome in our life. But my child knows that that's not his biological parent. He right. has cognitive ability to actually have opinions about this person of his own independent will you know he's not three Mm -hmm. um so I there is no introduction at this point in my life um so I have changed that as he's aged because the role that that person would play in my life is different as well as my son's ability to make his own decisions as well as his cognitive processing of who this person would be so at this point they would be a friend a mentor a big brother type of person someone to look up to right Mm -hmm. um but when I was dating and he was one two three and four I really was looking those were years when I considered having more children and he would have been a full father figure very different correct Mm -hmm. how would you want your partner to approach your child I mean for me, I, I never met my ex's daughter, but I always thought, should I talk about her? You know, do I just, do I bring her up? Is it, is it awkward and things like that? That's a really great question. I consider that my child is as important and as time consuming and as much of my life as my job, for example. Mm-hmm. I think there's research that shows that that's fundamentally pretty true. When you have a child, you're spending about 40 hours a week with or on that child. So it is literally the same amount of your life as a job. So they're not the same, clearly, but mm. it's the same in terms of I can't imagine being in a relationship or even being on a couple dates and literally never mentioning my job. Something that's taking up literally a quarter of my week wouldn't be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I, d- I didn't shy away from bringing him up because that is the same as if I shied away from bringing up my job. It just wouldn't feel natural, Mm -hmm. but it's very much a topic of my life. It's very much what's going on with my life. It has a huge emotional and physical impact to my life. So I always do discuss it because the reality is that that is part of dating me and it will be for the next decade, at least until my son is independent and lives on his own. Mm -hmm. I can imagine it being difficult not to talk about my job it takes up like about um, sometimes it takes up 12 hours of my day. So how can I not talk about that? <laughs> That's right. What I find with parenting is there are times when it is the biggest chunk of your emotional life and it's taking a ton of your emotional time and energy. Mm-hmm. And that would be something that I would actually want a partner support around and evaluate what the response to that is. Mm-hmm. Are they engaged? Are they checked out? Because that it, that is the second half of my life. And either you take that or you leave that because it does come as a package. I think a challenge for me dating a single parent was being self-aware of my own feelings. Yes. Um, Cause it was hard for me not being top priority. Yes. Um, and there would be some times where I would call him. I just want to talk and he would go to voicemail 
And he would text me back saying, I can't talk. I'm with my daughter. And I would never know when I would hear from him again. Right. And it would be very frustrating. How would you encourage somebody who, who's on the other side to, to handle that feeling? That's a really great question. I think there's two components to it. If you are dating a single parent, do you actually want someone who does that? I don't have a lot of times where I can recall pushing away a partner for that reason per se. Of course, I spend time with my son and of course I invest in that. But I think quite often it's the same person. I'm going to kind of draw that parallel to work again. If you call him, is he going to say, I can't talk right now. I'm busy with work. Are there always those pushbacks? And I would kind of wonder if that isn't the same person. So I'm not sure that that's about parenting as much as it is about that person, because we can always find reasons that we're not going to engage with a partner. And I say this from, again, the perspective of somebody who's with my son 24 seven, if I actually blocked out all texts and all calls during the time I'm parenting, I wouldn't have any friends or so social contacts. <laughs> so in fairness, I'm speaking from somebody who doesn't have a 50, 50 custody schedule. But what I would look for if that was the case was somebody who really was then dedicated to filling that relationship cup up in that off week, because he does understand that he's going to give everything to his daughter one week, but then be in a position where he's filling our bucket so that I'm not feeling that sense of jealousy. So I would really be observing how this person is actually doling out their relationship time and doling out their emotions. Even that response to me would set me off a little bit because I would rather hear I'm going to call you in two hours. Then I'm with my daughter. I can't talk right now. Tell me what you can do rather than what you can't do. Our schedules were so different and I, we weren't as, we both weren't flexible. Yes. And there was a lot of, like you said earlier on the podcast, like, I don't know if he was aware of what he wanted and his emotional capacity. I think he wanted to connect to kind of see if there was something really between us all those years ago. I guess we'll never really know because his daughter came in the picture, but hey, things happen for a reason, you know? I think, I think there's a couple of points that you just touched on that are super important. One of them is flexibility. In fairness, I own my own business. So there is an incredible amount of flexibility that I have, but I have a difficult schedule. I don't work from nine to five. I have mm -hmm. had periods of my profession where I work on the weekends, but I work a lot of evenings. And I think that that's one of the biggest things about dating as a single parent. If you want to date as a single parent, or you want to date a single parent, you have to kind of get out of your head what this idea of a romance is going to look like. And quite often, especially for females, it is that moment where you have that meet cute moment, the magic unfurls on your mm -hmm. second date, it's long, <laughs> it happens kind of by accident. And some of that magic is actually taken away a little bit when you're single parenting. It is a lot more intentional. You have to plan, but you also need both parties to be flexible and open. In my 30s, living that New York fashion, mm -hmm, that lifestyle, lifestyle <laughs> where you just run into all these things by accident and the magic is unfurling, I would never have dated ever again. But keeping that open mindset of, like, I'm not busy that we have 268 hours in a week and I work for some of them. I'm with my son for some of them. I have some volunteering 
and other hobbies that I do for some of them. I sleep and eat for some of them, but there's still a big chunk of my week that is available for free time and relationships and connection and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So how are those doled out? I need to make sure that my partner is getting some of those and I need to have open, flexible windows that aren't just set into this rigid, well, I'm free Friday from five to six. And if you can't, that's do- it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but that has to work for the person who's also dating the single parent. If you really want to date someone, you will move mountains. Like you said, correct. I agree. But that said, I think it can't only be one person mm-hmm. moving those mountains because I moved a lot of mountains and I moved mountains that men didn't even know I was moving. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes that is the case too, where we don't necessarily know what that single parent is doing. Going through, right, right. And how they're accommodating that because it just seems like, oh, well, they're sitting here now. That's easy. We have no idea what they had to do to actually sit at that table. Mm-hmm with you. And so it might seem easy and casual, but at the end of it, you need, this is just a general truism. It has nothing to do with even single parenting, but you need to be with somebody where there is a certain sense of ease. Now that ease doesn't necessarily mean it's an accident or that it just landed in your lap. But I think if you're finding that you're trying to date a single parent and it's just this constant work and you need to get both of your assistants involved to schedule it (laughs) constantly, Mm. that space available for the relationship is not enough. And that's what I would actually look at is what is this person's capacity, the single parent's capacity for a relationship in their life? Is it actually an hour a week? Because is it, you know, is that going to work for me? So if they're kind of constantly pushing back and saying, can't talk right now with my daughter, where can you fit into that? How much time are they actually allotting for you? I think my ex kind of just slid me into open slots. And it was a little unfair to your point. I think it's two people. I can't just be one person waiting and one person scheduling. It has to be both people communicating properly. Absolutely. And I found honestly that I blended best with people that had unusual jobs or unusual schedules because I do too. Again, I can't say that that has anything to do with parenting itself. It's just that my workload in life is potentially a little bit heavier because I have a job and then I have all of my parenting roles. Scheduling, I think, was probably the biggest fear of men that I met online. Mm -hmm. And my response to it always was the same because it actually was always true. That has never, ever once been the reason that I don't date somebody because I will always find the time. And I think it comes down to if you are trying to date a single parent, evaluating what that person has to offer in terms of literally filling your emotional cup as a partner. Mm -hmm. And quite bluntly, that could be the reason that they are a single parent in the first place is because that capacity to fill an emotional cup of a partner is small. something that maybe needs to be developed a bit more. It's small. So if you find that they're constantly pushing back on you, they can blame schedule, but I often think it's it's a capacity and desire issue and a skill set issue as opposed to an actual schedule issue. Mm-hmm. So Janice, is there any last words of encouragement that you would give to single single parents when they're dating? Yeah, I think single parent dating is some of the best dating that I've ever done in my life because I really have to measure my time. 
I really have to measure my desire. Nothing is happening by accident. I mean, of course, there are the wonderful surprises and things that you didn't expect and all of those things still exist. But I really had to dig into who is a match on a whole different level and look for much more emotionally mature partners, but then also do all this evaluation on myself. What are my emotional capacities and what time and energy do I have to give? And even on a more basic level, why am I dating? Is this to make myself feel better? Or is this to actually meet somebody in a partnership? And really thinking about what it is that works for me and kind of at the end of it, it's not a standard traditional relationship at this point in my life and that's okay. And it just feels so freeing to actually go through that process where you're really evaluating and measuring on that whole other level of intentionality. So I really encourage people whenever I see posts on Facebook Mm -hmm. saying, you know, I, I'm going to just leave this until my kids get older to do that work because there is room for a partner if you actually want that to happen. I've had amazing experiences and met just amazing men during this process, much more so than I did before. That's beautiful. Well, Dana, thank you for joining me today. Let our listeners know where they can read your article or follow you on your journey through dating. Please share with us. My website is My Body Couture. It's three words. My, M-Y, body, B-O-D-Y, C-O-U-T-U-R-E, couture is the last word. So you can go to mybodycouture.com or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram under those names. If you go to my website, that'll lead you to kind of the link form of all the other places on the internet where you can find me. But I would suggest heading over to Elephant Journal, looking at my name, which is Janice Eisman. My first name is spelled J-A-N-I-S, like Janice Joplin. My last name is I-S-A-M-A-N. And you can find, there's articles on Elephant Journal that are not about dating, but you can see a number of articles on that site that are about dating in general and specific to the topic of dating as a single parent as well. Wonderful. Thanks, Janice. Everyone, I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Modern Romance. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Come back next week for another episode. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'll see you next time.